who am I? What is my superpower? And when I talk about superpower, that's the thing that you can do in your business that's natural, that's easy, and that gets you the best results. Oh boy, here we go. Wait, that's not the way to do it. Oh boy. No, we're keeping this in. You need to learn the consequences of being disorganized. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, listeners. New episode. (laughs) Oh my God. What a silly greeting. (laughs) Welcome to Brand Therapy. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. Oh, yes, she is. And we are your hosts on this podcast, which is all about tackling business and branding challenges faced by complete strangers who somehow find our phone number. They call us. We talk through it for about 25 minutes, 30 minutes if we like them. And, you know, we leave people with some ideas on how to go and grow their businesses or their brands. And then when we like to switch it up every other episode, we call a friend, phone a friend when we want to get some input from someone who's smarter than us. And that's exactly what we're doing today. I love love this episode. I could do those personality assessments and read about them literally every day for the rest of my life. And that's what this episode's all about. It's so good. What do you mean could? You do at least I one do. personality test a day. I don't know why you're <laughs> Not saying could one. because you do. I do read it a lot because I think being able to have like <laughs> basically like a manual tell you what someone's strengths and pet peeves and weaknesses and things like that are, it really, really helps me with working with people. I I sound like I have serious social problems and maybe, maybe (laughs) I do, but I got really excited speaking with our guest today because he also believes in the strength of these personality assessment tools. And he actually helps build teams, which is so cool. He does. So we met at, at, at one of Janet Murray's events a few years back. We've kept in touch. I love his work. I think he's really super smart. And you can tell that immediately from our conversation today. I love this conversation. Yeah, I guess. Should we get to the conversation that we keep talking about? Please. Let's do it. Oh, you're going to love this one. Here is our very informative, exciting conversation with Usman. Today, we're getting someone that I really, really enjoy spending time with when it comes to business, when it comes to just like feeling better about my life personally and business-wise. Osman is on the phone with us. And this guy I met at Janet's event. Honestly, well, we talk about Janet all the time, but you were one of my favorite people because I came away after having spent a few minutes with you feeling so good about business, about all kinds of things in a very tangible way. So I thought, we've got to get you on the podcast. So here you are. Welcome to Brand Therapy. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And I I loved our conversations that we had as well during that event. And I'm glad you got to to feel the the difference even after a short, short few minutes. My immediate immediate thought after spending more than five minutes with you was, oh my God, Lauren needs to meet him because Lauren loves systems and quizzes and all these different types of whatevers like Myers-Briggs. People always ask me, what's your Myers-Briggs? And I'm like, I don't remember. You have to ask Lauren and she can name them all off by heart and tell you what celebrities are in them and what they mean. So like putting you two together in a room is basically what we're doing today. But I think some of the things that I've learned from you are really 
interesting and useful an application for entrepreneurs. So here we are. Perfect. And I'm absolutely like that as well, Lauren. I love figuring out what makes individuals tick and how do we get the best out of everybody so that we can then impact our businesses and impact those that we work with as well. So I'm looking forward to, to having this conversation about how we can all get out our own way. Well, and there we go. There's your little tag line, tag sentence, what have you, your brand. Look at you. Can you introduce the idea for our listeners, this idea of entrepreneurial superpowers, what they mean. I think there's enough that you could probably list them out, but just kind of introduce this concept so people start to understand it before we explore it. Absolutely. So having left the corporate world to start my own business over 12 years ago, I very much thought that there's only one way to grow your business. And I'm always loving learning stuff, listening to podcasts, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are as well. But what I started to realize very quickly is that there's so many different competing advice and strategies out there, and we can go around in circles and drive ourselves crazy as well until we actually realize those strategies will only work for us based upon our own talents and our own superpower. So instead of beating ourselves up, which I used to do, and a lot of my clients and business owners do as well, it allows you to recognize who am I? What is my superpower? And when I talk about superpower, that's the thing that you can do in your business that's natural, that's easy, and that gets you the best results. And you don't have to try and be like everybody else. You don't have to try and be an all-rounder. And when you focus on your superpower, that's where real magic happens. And that's where you can effectively get out your way when you focus on the things that will make the difference for you. So that's it in a nutshell for you there. Love it. Love it. And so do you have an example of someone you know who maybe wasn't aware of their superpower or thought they should be a certain way and then ended, ended up realizing what their strengths are and it changed their business or their life? Definitely. So I had one client who's a, a really good friend of mine, Sam, and many years ago when she came to one of my workshops and at the time I was a NLP trainer, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. So I'm all about mindset. And at that time, I started to learn about wealth dynamics, which is the profiling tool that I use with all my clients. I honestly don't work with anybody anymore until I know what their superpower is using that profiling system. So I gave Sam and everybody on my course um, their profile to, to do as part of the experience. And it was one of those moments where she was delighted, but also she nearly had tears in her eyes because the profile showed that she was a creator profile. So at the high level, there's eight different types of entrepreneurs. You've got Traders, you've got stars, you've got deal makers, you've got traders, accumulators, lords, mechanics, and obviously they're all jargon words at the moment. But what Sam realized was that she was the best um, type of entrepreneur to really harness ideas, to have the big picture thinking. But what she was doing was she was starting her business to really grow it as being a coach, working on a one to one basis. And what she couldn't realize or what she didn't understand was. She got more excited creating the frameworks, creating the the handouts and the whole documentation and the processes around it compared to actually working with the clients. Because every time she'd do something, she'd go, right, tick, I've done it. And if she had another client that had the same challenge, she'd get really bored really easily. So when we realized that she was a creator profile, a lot of things made sense, Lauren, in terms of she thought, oh, that's why I get bored really easy. That's why I always change my strategies or think, no, this is what I should do. And after a couple of weeks, no, no, this is who I want to work with. Because she was trying to do her business model 
which was to do the same thing over and over again. But that just didn't fit with her personality. So cut a long story short, she now is really embracing her superpower as being a creator. She completely ditched the idea of being a coach for individuals. And she now, over the years, has went into being a creative copywriter. And at the moment, she's actually just finished the first draft of her own novel as well. So that's one example where by really understanding your superpower, it completely changed what she was actually doing in business as well. Fascinating. So whenever we (laughs) record this podcast, I always bring up how I'm an INTJ Myers-Briggs and how I'm socially inept. Everyone probably thinks I can't look at people in in the eye, which is not true, by the way. But I want to know, like, once someone finds out their strengths or their weaknesses, like, for example, mine might be that, like, developing those really, like, strong relationships. I'm more about ideas, less about people. Then what? Mm -hmm. Do you recommend that people, like, hire for their weaknesses or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, I think in the world of Myers-Briggs, I did this when I was a HR manager in the corporate world. And I think I was an ISF. G, if my memory serves me right. And all the profiling tools are great out there, but it's what you do with them that makes the difference. So for me, when I understand someone's superpower, I absolutely help to figure out with them how do we make sure that what they do in their business, they spend the majority of time playing to that superpower. Okay. So I like to keep things really simple and practical. So whenever I work with anybody, I have a framework which is the right design the right mindset and the right strategies is what gets you to rapidly grow your business and to get out your way. So when it comes to the design, Lauren and Bill, if you know, for example, that you are a very creative person, or for me, for example, I'm a trader profile in the wealth dynamic system. I know I love working with small groups of people. I love working on an individual basis and getting deep with my clients to help figure out what's working, what's not working with them. So by me knowing that, I then create and I design my business around that model. So that's why for me, it's important to have that personal connection with the client. I run masterminds. I do one-to-one coaching. Whereas someone like, um, you know, our Janet Murray that, that Phil just mentioned, she's a star profile. So that's why she has a lot more events that she does. She has a lot more large memberships and online courses. So if you know what your superpower is, then why not play to that? Why not make that a core part of your business? And that's where I see so many people doing the opposite. They try and go, right, I need to force myself to like the things that I don't like doing. But whereas, don't do that. Get people to help support you. And that might be through collaborations. It might be through outsourcing. It might be through a team around you. But just making sure that you spend the majority of time doing what what plays to your strengths. That's my key takeaway. And that's where the mindset perspective comes in. So you don't have to be an all-rounder. You don't have to compare yourself compared to others in the same industry, especially if they've got a different superpower to you. And then the last part is your strategies. You can then choose, right, what's the game that I'm going to play that will get me the best results? And that links into how you market, how you communicate, how you you are most productive. It all very much boils down to knowing your superpower. I'm all for like frameworks and systems that give people parameters to play within. We talk about this often, this idea of like, draw the lines in the sandbox so you know where you can go from there, right? If there's too many options and a lot of times people don't execute. So something like this, understanding your superpower in, in, you know, one of eight kind of helps 
provide those parameters that you're talking about, which I think is a really good idea. Are there any, I remember mine, mine is star. I'm also a star. I'm a mechanic. Oh, you are. So, okay. Okay. So what does this mean? What does it mean if we have a star and a mechanic? Is that a good thing? Oh my God. That can't, that, that could be a great thing because the difference, and again, I'm conscious I don't want to go into too much detail for, for the listeners here, but they're very complementary. Stars are very good at seeing the big picture, but they're really good at being out there in the forefront. They love connecting with people, you know, give them a stage, give them an audience, and that's where they get in flow. Whereas if a star, for example, had to get into a lot of nitty gritty detailed work or even working with the same client or project for a, a long period of time, that's where they can start to feel a bit bored, they start to feel a bit restless, or they may be getting great results still, but they can start to sabotage themselves because they're not actually out there with that freshness and that newness in that way. Does that connect with you, Bill? Oh my God, you have no idea. We have about what feels like 400 websites that were started months ago that are still not finished, and they're my responsibility to get them finished, delayed by the client, not by me. But like, I'm just, (laughs) I'm going mental. Ask Lauren. I'm going mental because they're not finished and I'm sick of them. That's literally, you described me. Definitely. So stars love a lot of freshness and you do want to be out there and whatever the spotlight means, that might be on the stage, it might be on the podcast, whatever that looks like. But, you know, compare that to mechanic. Mechanics are, again, very big picture. So they're really good at seeing what is what's happening from, you know, the eye in the sky position. But what they're really good at doing is seeing how can you make things better? How do you make it more efficient? How do you actually get more from it? So listen to some of the conversations that you have had on the you know the, the podcast, especially when you're doing bad grand audits. I love it when I hear Lauren and it makes perfect sense if you're a mechanic, you can hear what someone says and go, how about tweaking it this way? Okay, have you thought about this? That's what a mechanic does really well. So mechanics typically like to have things that they can work with. So not having a blank canvas or a blank sheet of paper, but they're really good at seeing how do we make improvements? How do we actually complete it and actually get the most from it? How does that connect with your audience? Sounds pretty accurate. I'm always yeah. like tinkering with things with Phil. Yeah. Like he'll be like, what about this idea? I'm like, it doesn't work in the big picture. It needs to be like this. Awful. No, it's like, good. <laughs> Absolutely. But the key, the key thing to think about that though, and just to, you know, to, to share the insight is both of your profiles, they're very similar in terms of they're at the top of the wealth dynamic square which is great because you both have that big picture perspective. So the challenge may be where it comes down to some of the ongoing accountant management, the, the detailed and more grounded perspective. So let's compare that to, to me. So you're both at the top of the square and I'm actually at the bottom of the square. I love a lot of you know relationship building, nurturing. I get most of my clients that come to me through referrals, word of mouth, I even had one client that reached out to me to work with me again, and they came on a NLP course 10 years ago, and they reached out to me and they said, I'd still love to work with you. And honestly, when we were speaking, it felt like it was just last week that we were working together in that course. So imagine it in that way. You're my yang to your yang and vice versa. Okay? <laughs> so these are probably great when it comes to strategy, big picture, but some of the operational, the, the ongoingness, that's where even in your team, that m- might be a little bit where you could probably do with some support. Mm-hmm. How did that figure out for mm-hmm. you? It's like our greatest challenge, honestly. It is. Hold your horses, lady <laughs> and man. 
I, this whole lady thing is this trend. I don't know where you got it from, <laughs> but it it ends now. It is fun to call you lady. Lady! Like that. What was it? It can't just be in a normal voice. It has to be a high pitch. What was it you <laughs> called me this morning? Because um, I was late. Lady Delayla. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. We'd stop for a reason. We paused this conversation for a reason. Why did we pause? Okay. So you know how at the beginning of the episode, I said I'm obsessed with personality assessment quizzes. You did. Well. You did. I'm here to tell our listeners that my life's purpose has been achieved. And we now have a quiz to help you listeners figure out your brand strength. So you'll go through a series of questions and then we will tell you what you're great at. And further to that, say how you can communicate through your brand. It's awesome. I mean, we've never done this before. Never. Like this little quiz idea. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Well, you know, this is, life is for taking risks. So I really, really hope that people like this quiz that we put so much work into. And actually, I want to know what people get. I want to know the results. So be sure to message us. Message Phil on Instagram. He's always there. At Phil Palin. Right, Phil? Always there. Always there. Too often on Instagram. Yes, at Phil Palin on Instagram. And also, they can message you too at the Lauren Moore. Hello. Yeah, they can. Don't act like you're never on Instagram. You are. I know. I'm trying to be Sending on less, cat though. Videos. Always cat, cat and poppy mm. videos. This is my life. Okay. Anyway, yeah. shall we get back to the episode? We shall. Let's get back to okay. it. So now that we know our, our types, what might be some ways in which we could apply this? So, for example, should we look for support that is a complementary personality type that might help us, like you just said, would that be a good next step? Or what would you yeah. recommend? Or what do you see most often? It all depends. It's a question that often is asked from me. First of all, it depends on what you want to make happen. And that's why it goes back to, to the design. Some people I work with, they don't want to have a large team. They don't want to have a large business. So I need to understand what your goals are for your business First of all, because then we can then go, right, what's the right strategy? But let's say, for example, you're open to going, you don't want to do everything yourself. You want to get other people involved. My big suggestion, I'd say, just knowing what your personalities and your profiles are is, if you were to have someone that was the opposite profile for you, so i.e. that would be someone like a trader or even an accumulator who's great at project management or even a deal maker who's great at nurturing relationships and getting out there compared to um, the strategy different from a star, they would be great, let's say, for example, as an account manager, i.e. The, the, the ideal situation to be really simplistic about it would be, you know, Phil would be out there, you know, getting new clients, for example, being out there in the spotlight. I'm not saying that you can't do that, Lauren. But oh, no, he can take that one. He can do you that. You can do that, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then instead of Phil then having to then do a lot of the, the nitty gritty, the client brief and the details, if you were to have someone that you were then saying, okay, now we've got our account manager, whatever title you gave them, who's more grounded, who's more project-based, for example, they would, they would actually give the best service to the client because they would be the point of contact they would be amazing at communication, at deliverables, making sure the client's getting things on time and also chasing them up as well. And then getting, for example, the creativity from yourself and Lauren in that way. Does that make sense? So instead of you having to project manage things in the detail or do all the account management or follow-ups with customers and all that, actually having someone that enjoys 
that element, that's where real magic can happen. Mm, it's great. We've been very selfish and gearing this conversation on us, but actually, I think sorry. it's sorry. I know I had to, but I sorry, think listeners. Yeah, I think it's interesting just so, to I, see how you apply them. So, like, I'm going to ask a super yeah. simple question: Where should people go to take this test themselves? So, if they go over to my website, which is rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash brand therapy, and the reason I'm giving you that special link is because. It's one thing just knowing your profile, okay? But it's how you apply it that makes a difference. So for your listeners, if you go into that web page, and again, you could hopefully put that in your show notes as well sure. for those that are driving or listening at the gym, um, what you'll then find is you'll get an overview of the eight different profiles and it gives you the opportunity for you to think about, right, I want to know what my profile is, what my superpower is. You can do that there. And as a bonus, obviously, Phil, you saw me deliver the session which is all about how do you use your superpower yeah. when it comes to creating content and marketing your business. Yeah, it was and really good. And as a bonus good. to your listeners, I'd love them to I'd love them to be able to see that talk. So as a bonus, they'll get to actually, if they go through that link, they'll get to see that, that session that I delivered because that's where the real practical side comes in. You'll get to have the tips on what you should do, what you should avoid do, doing, what you should be mindful of as well. So I honestly, I'm very biased at this, but I honestly think every single business owner needs to know their superpower because it makes life easier for them. I remember the first few years of my business thinking, why is it not working? Why am I following that strategy? But it just doesn't seem to connect because it's something wrong with me. And until one of my friends said to me, what's your profile from wealth dynamics? Um, that's when the penny dropped for me. And, and as I said before, I've done so many different personality tests out there that all have their place. But the wealth dynamics test is very geared towards business owners and entrepreneurs and it's very actionable, and that's what I love about it. Thank you so much for just giving us so much in just a few minutes. Normally, our podcast interviews go longer than this, but I just feel so satisfied with everything we've done that I want people to just not even delay any further. Go take the test. Lauren and I have both done it, and the reason I had you on this was to just... We listen, we've done every test. We've done them all, I feel like, right, Lauren? Yeah. And I feel like yeah. this one has a really kind of tangible application. So we really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us exploring that. Thank you. Thank you. It's honestly my pleasure. It's one of the things that frustrates me the most when when I'm working with people or when I see people, they just need something that's a little fine tuning. And that's what can make the difference for them. So again, I really hope everybody embraces their superpower and actually think about, well, how do you then have that mindset of you can make things happen in your way and that's where real fun can happen and real results in business. So it's my pleasure. Uh, I could talk about this for hours, as I'm sure you can gather, but if anybody doesn't have any questions, you know, after listening to this or even doing the test, absolutely reach out to me. I'm really happy to answer anything to go further into it as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you hanging out with us on Brand Therapy and we'll be sure to keep in touch with you. Perfect, the same. I look forward to meeting you in person as well, Lauren, soon. Yes, <laughs> likewise. Thanks, I'll chat with you soon. That was great. Thank you. Perfect, no worries. Thanks for having me on it. Bye. Bye. All right, you do. See you soon. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I pushed it at 12, but because like... Oh, at nine seconds, she says, 10 seconds. Are you ready? Well, does a girl want to record a podcast outro?
Oh, God. For the listeners who were fortunate enough to hear that. That's not I staying get, in. Yeah, I will. We're keeping it in. For the listeners, Phil comes up with a melody. He has a secret talent for jingles. And he comes up with some sort of melody almost every time we record a podcast interview. That's my secret talent. That's my superpower. I'm a star. In the middle of the night, I'll sometimes wake up and one of your jingles will be in my head. I'm not even kidding. Well, you know what? I'm a star, according to Osman and his amazing little quiz. And I think he's also a star. Even if he's a traitor, he's still a star. Thank you for coming on the podcast because Lauren loves a system. Isn't that right? Lauren loves a quiz. So I thought this would be smart. I do. I, do. I think it's because my people skills aren't the best. <laughs> it's like not understanding a language and needing a translation like dictionary. I I need these systems to be able to like categorize and understand people and myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sad. No, I don't think that's Do true. Do you find though. it helpful? I think that your job forces you to have to become better at being a people person. So you say these things, but I actually think every day you have practice because you don't have a choice. So it's like you say, oh, I'm so terrible at this. But it's like, actually, you're not because you're doing it every day. I think that's in your head. That's like someone who used to be that's like someone who used to be overweight, sees themselves as overweight, even if they're skinny, because that's just how they've been conditioned. I think that's the case. I guess. But if we learned anything from our interview, it's that I shouldn't be focusing on what I'm bad at. Exactly. That's what I love about (laughs) him. It's always so positive. So it's funny. I never ended an interview short. But I just thought, we've talked about it. People need to go do this for themselves. So we strongly encourage you to go and do your quiz and just totally immerse yourself in what that very smart man has to say. Yeah. And what's really interesting, too, is that so you get your primary profile, but then you also get secondary traits. Mm. Did you do you know yours? No, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. I don't remember that because I don't pay close attention to pretty much anything. Sorry. He's a star. I'm a star, baby. <laughs> um, well, great. What do you think, listener? You spend a few minutes with us today. Go and do your quiz. And at the end, make sure you find us and tell us what you got because we want to hear on social media. I'm at Phil Palin. I'm at the Lauren Moore. Hashtag brand therapy to continue this conversation. Tell us what you got and what you're going to do next. By the way, if you liked this episode, which I thought was great, but I'm biased because... We're making it. Go to iTunes, leave a review. Five star, please. That helps other people discover this podcast that we work very hard to make. And before long, we'll be back with a brand new episode right here. New subject, new challenge that we'll share with you to make your brands and your businesses better right here on Brand Therapy. We'll see you back next time. Bye. Next week on Brand Therapy. The whole ethos behind the One Small Change program is that all of the evidence shows that we only have a finite amount of willpower and we can only cope with so much at once. And in addition to that, it takes on average 66 days to firmly embed a new habit. 